What is up, everybody? This is Granny Shot, Delco, and Down with me here again. I'm still trying to lower myself back down from that game last night. What an epic performance from Jimmy Butler, LeBron James, an awesome game. Uh, guys, I, I don't even really know what to say. Like I said, my energy level is still coming down from it. It was just an awesome NBA Finals game. Yeah, I'm I'm still super hyped from it. Um, watching is a is a third party bystander was really intense. My heart rate was up. I can imagine that Heat and Lakers fans today are still recovering from last night. Uh, it, it was like watching a, a heavyweight UFC fight, right? Where two of of the biggest and the best, Jimmy Butler and LeBron, landing massive punches on each other all night. And each time you're like, wow, I don't know how LeBron or Jimmy is going to get back up from that. And they just kept getting up, kept bringing it to the other team, and neither team had an answer. And I think it it gave us, in my opinion, one of the best finals games in recent memory. I've actually been kind of thinking through that, you know, with the with the Kawhi win, the the Warriors were a little bit hobbled. I'm trying to remember the the best finals game since last night. I mean... I think I think it was one of those like all time games, um, and I'm I'm thinking back. Is there anything after the LeBron block <laughs> that's a better finals moment or game than what we saw last night? Or am I just having too much recency bias here? I would. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it was the best, but I, I agree. Like since the LeBron block and the 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 uh, Kyrie three, the sinker. It's been a while since we got performance like that, and it was it was much needed after a hobbled what has been a hobbled series so far with just the, the Heat getting the injury bug right off the bat. We all know I'm a huge Heat supporter, so it was nice to see them stay alive in this. Definitely got all my predictions wrong, but the game itself, like you said, it's like it's a heavyweight title, and personally, I'm happy to see LeBron not take that home last night. And uh, Jimmy Butler, what a stud! Duncan Robinson, what a stud! getting clutch minutes from from Kendrick um none in the team so so it was awesome to see but again the Lakers LeBron 15 for 21 40 points right it's really hard to to imagine the Lakers with LeBron doing that and with AD and they still lose the game that that just gives even more notion to how impactful Jimmy Butler was for the Heat and the stats definitely back it up but also from a confidence standpoint from a leadership standpoint he is the heart and soul of that team and I think a lot of people after the the diagnosis he got in Minnesota as being more or less of a a team breaker and you know being more violent and vocal at practices I think a lot of people are starting to respect that more and probably feel foolish for for downplaying that as a negative asset and a feature of him. Does yeah. anybody feel more foolish than Cat and Andrew Wiggins? <laughs> I was just gonna say, I think Cat and Wiggins are sitting at home, like applying their baby powder, making sure they're staying soft, <laughs> and just being like, "Man, maybe there's something wrong with me." Because I mean, the the Wolves finished bottom of the West. Um, they couldn't handle like Jimmy wanted to win too much, so obviously not a good franchise fit for the Wolves. <laughs> I, I think uh, Simmons and Embiid are feeling pretty stupid too. I think that's something that that squad is clearly missing is someone who's willing to take on that moment, um, which you know the the Sixers obviously aren't prepared for. So yeah, not, they not trusting they that process. They didn't chase Jimmy out of town in Philadelphia though, so I think that's pretty unfair. So what? I mean, what what happened there? He left. Yeah, that, well, they had to give the money to somebody. And so yeah, Tobias Harris. That that's a much better move. Yeah, I'm just saying, like the Ben Simmons and and Joel Embiid didn't chase Jimmy Butler out of town the way that the Timberwolves did. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think Embiid is still boys with Jimmy Butler. Actually, that's fair. I still think the Sixers are watching this game, being like, oh "My God, <laughs> what what did we what did we do?" And they look over to Tobias, who's just like grinning in the corner, like, "Thanks." probably regretting that and maybe we'll see a new process get started over there in philly that's definitely i think that's one of the biggest takeaways is jimmy butler is is the guy that i think everyone in the league knows and like they watching last night like that's what they expect but he's just become such a um, behind the curtain figure in the nba just from the LeBron stories, KD, Steph Curry, like you have all these superstars arising in the past, right, 10, 10, 15 years. 
and it's not like Jimmy Butler never got that press and that that spotlight that he deserved, but it was always mixed. He was stuck on these franchises that were going through rebuilds. He was stuck on franchises where he had amazing, you know, amazing stat lines. He had amazing performances. But for some reason, it feels like he's entering the peak of his career in regards to how how much spotlight he's getting. And that's probably because obviously they're in the finals. But nonetheless, I mean, his performance is definitely noteworthy. And I think I think this is great for NBA in itself to get back to following someone and having a a leader of the sport who is as like tenacious and as hungry as he is. And he reminds a lot of people of 90s ball and 80s basketball with that grit that he has and getting away from the softness of the league, which is one of the bigger storylines. Um, so I'm just, you know, I'm happy to see him getting that personally. So you, you, you said that people expect it and I don't agree with that. Yeah. You know, I think that's like, like I, I, I love Jimmy Butler too. The grit. I mean, his story is amazing. You know, his how he was brought up and how he fought his way into college and into the league. But to say like a performance last night is like to be expected. I I I I I certainly didn't expect it. It's amazing. You know, how did I expect him? Did I expect him to change. show up? Yes. Did I expect him to be the most important player on the Heat team? Yes. Did I expect him to go mano y mano versus LeBron for the second time in the series and? absolutely put the team on his back and will their way to a win no i absolutely did not expect that to happen nor did i think he had that level in him i always thought he was a star and a a great player and frankly i never thought jimmy butler could be the best player on an nba championship team and he's proven me wrong yeah that's a great point i think if we had this conversation last year it's totally different and i think it's really easy to get caught up in narratives as they're happening that's that's a part of why, even though I think Hero's amazing, I always you know try to bring up counter counterpoints because after that big Hero game, there was this strong narrative about who he was. But with with Butler, I think we're seeing that really strongly here. And like, if we had this conversation last year, and you say who do you want in your squad, Paul George or Jimmy Butler, I think I think you're gonna have a lot of people kind of scoffing. Like, I want Paul George. He's a better shooter. They're just as good on defense. Like, PG's way more skilled. Give me PG. And now, if you ask that today, after after watching what Jimmy's done in the finals, um, and the absolute like mental iron toughness that he's bringing to this team, especially after watching Paul George crumble um, next to Kawhi, it's like the opposite reaction, right? Where people will laugh if you take Paul George over Jimmy. Uh, I think I think this playoffs and especially this finals and especially what he did when Bam and Jogic went down really is changing the traje- trajectory of his legacy and I think for a lot of people he kind of slipped into their uh, their current top ten on who do you want on your squad in the finals when you got to win it, a basketball game. Yeah, he's he's really showing that he has that it factor that that clutch gene that even. A lot of players that you would consider or top 10, top 15 superstar level players don't necessarily have. And, you know, Paul George, he's made some runs in the playoffs with the with the Pacers, but he's never really shown that he has that it factor, right? That clutch gene that, you know, I'm going to put the team on my back and just will our way to a victory in a critical playoff game. So that's. See, I disagree. That, I disagree. Dude, Jimmy Butler's always been one of the guys to give the ball to at the very end of the game. He's his yeah, clutch shots but, are but like unreal. he's never been that guy on a real team that we've seen. So, I mean, he had his moments yeah. in the playoffs, but it always felt like he was that guy. I don't think anyone ever questioned his mental toughness or his ability to mentally be that guy, but I think there was always a question around his like actual skills beyond his tough toughness i don't think so okay so let me let me let me jump in here there's a reason they call him jimmy buckets so there's a an interview of the best the top superstars in the league it was probably three or four years ago and it was interviewing each one of them saying who is the number one player in the league that you would not want to play in one one one-on-one basketball and the consensus pick was jimmy butler so i think for the outside audience it's been it's been different to see him performing so well because, again, I don't think there's been any spotlight around him that much. But within the league, and again, like very consensual among the top players of the league, he is Jimmy Buckets. Like he is the the one player that you do not want to go one on one. He is the biggest game changer. And there's an interview again with the top 
like the LBJs, the ADs. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, I, I don't think the reason that they did that is because they think he's a bucket. I think the reason that he was voted there is because he's gritty, hard nosed, and will make you fucking earn every point that you get. And he's not, not afraid not of LeBron. Yeah, and and he's he's got that attitude mentality where he's like, "Look, I know you're better than me, but fuck you." Like, if we're talking about who's more of a bucket, like James Harden, right? If you need a bucket. Um, Paul George, as long as, you know, it's a no pressure regular season game nowadays, I guess. Uh, there's other people, you know, even Luca, there's other people that can. Oh, disagree. I disagree with all those, honestly. I'd rather have Jimmy Butler. I mean, I'd rather have 2020 finals Jimmy Butler for sure. But if you're talking, looking at the overall body of their careers, especially before this playoffs. I don't think you're going to see many conversations where people are are saying I want Jimmy with the last shot over some of those other guys. Again, I strongly disagree. Jimmy Butler had so many closed out um, buckets last. Year. If you're just looking last year, like recency bias. Who who else? Been- I'm not I'm not I'm not denying that Jimmy Butler has been clutch before in the past. But like we what I'm saying is to expect the performances that he's had in the finals. I think would be ridiculous and i would almost go as far to say that you're either like a jimmy butler fanboy for your entire life or you're just flat out lying no i just i've known for a while he's a really good player who's put on shitty teams he's been on good teams what are you talking about he's been on good Played teams. for the bulls with derrick rose what do you, i mean they were really good for how long did he play with derrick rose before rose was done even after that, the Bulls were still solid. It's not like the Bulls were bad. I mean, they were they were still solid. And, and let's not forget that this Heat team is a five seed. It's not like, you know, they're playing in the regular season and dominating teams. Like your ex, Giannis. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Do you even return Giannis's calls anymore, Don? I talk to him all the time. <laughs> Unread messages. <laughs> Dan's phone from Giannis. So we've we've somehow not even talked about the game last night other than the fact that Jimmy Butler played really well. The game in general was amazing, right? I think we, we touched on that piece, but the back and forth, LeBron was sensational. And it just so happened that Jimmy Butler made one... I don't even know if you can say he made one more play than LeBron because he made the LeBron last made play. the right play, eh, in a way. I mean, you could easily argue that LeBron made the right play and he kicked it out to Danny Green. Danny Green's a very reliable veteran three-point shooter, and he missed a three with no one within 10 feet of him. And that goes in. The entire narrative of this conversation changes. If that's, so, if that's a corner three, I think Danny hits that. I don't think he, he's comfortable up there. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He, I mean, he's, he still hits a lot of those, and it's a very, very, very makeable shot for him. I know everybody likes to say LeBron passes in these situations, but it was the right play, yeah. in my opinion. They put three uh, guys on LeBron on that on that drive. They they knew. They were like, LeBron is not taking this final shot. I don't care if you have three wide-open guys. So anyone who shits on LeBron for passing in that situation is is just looking for reasons to hate, and that's coming from a uh, long-term LeBron hater. So what about Anthony Davis in the last few minutes there? We got to talk about that. I mean, he played well, but... I think the reason why it was very mano mano towards the end of the game is he didn't want the ball at the end. And I don't think it was because he you know, was scared of the moment. I think he was actually hurting. Um, he was hobbled. He physically probably just wasn't there. And I think LeBron sensed that and really felt like he needed to win that game by himself towards the end. And he almost did it. But does AD... Do you get, first of all, AD, it feels like he's hobbled after every other game. Yeah, is this what do you think this one's serious and has any sort of impact on Game Six? It, it's hard to tell with AD because I, I think I think I've already said on this podcast I don't like AD. Um, I think he's soft. Uh, I think he's amazingly talented. I, I've owned Anthony Davis in fantasy multiple years, and you get used to it. He goes down a lot. You have heart attacks. Sometimes he misses a handful of games. You know, maybe he's playing through real injuries. Um, I just don't know with this one. He definitely looked hobbled. It was. Kind of frustrating to watch. I understand you don't want to take AD out because of the focus that he gets on defense. But, and you said LeBron since he was injured. Well, I mean, he was hobbling up and down the court. I think anyone watching the game could sense it. 
No, not not that he sensed that he is injured, but he sensed that he had to win the game by yeah. himself. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so, AD, do you want to? Are you hurt or not? Because you can't be on the court walking up both ways. People aren't paying attention to you on offense or defense. You know, if you want to tough it out, great. That, that's awesome. A lot of great players do that. If you think you're actually hurt, then <laughs> either like actually put in some effort and grit through the pain or go sit on the bench and let someone who's healthy run up and down the court. Um, I think what he did killed the Lakers and I think they would have won if he would have either sat or like made more of an attempt to, to get up and down the court. But he was just, he was kind of like slightly jogging the whole time. It's like, are you trying to make a statement on how tough you are by staying in the game and hurting your team or, or what are you trying to prove here? AD? Yeah. I mean, that's also the thing about the Lakers is if they have depth somewhere, it's definitely in the front court, right? I mean, they just, they just need that hole to be filled more or less while LeBron does his thing. And LeBron is is hot yesterday, 15 for 21. I just don't see the if AD is not going to be playing a factor offensively, you definitely have guys who can fill into that role and come in on the defense and offense. So Disagree. No. Hard I, disagree. Okay, go for it. Let me hear there it. was four minutes left in the game when he started really hobbling. Why take him out? Like it, it, It's not like he was crawling. You know, he's a distraction at the very least. He still was fine on defense, just, you know, kind of hovering around Bam. I, I, I respect the fact that he tried to that he tried to gut it out. I'm, I'm more curious to see if it's something that's significant, because remember, he actually got hurt in the first quarter and then he re-aggravated the same exact thing in the fourth quarter. So to me, that's just a little worrisome i know the headlines this morning is ad said he's going to be ready for game six but of course he's going to say that right he's not gonna be like no i'm not gonna be ready so i think it's interesting and if if he's actually hobbled i i think that he'd have a chance to come back and win two more games if he's not and he's healthy then i think the lakers win game six uh, so are the heat favored to win this whole thing again if ad misses a game or two here or is it just like opening up the window of possibility I think it just opens it up. I mean, with without Drogic, we have to see what Drogic does. I think that, I mean, without AD, again, without AD, that's huge. But AD can get buckets. There's no doubt about that. I just think LeBron is LeBron, and you can't count him out, especially if his, if his supporting cast can shoot decently well. I mean, LeBron can put on performances like last night. And again, they do have front court presence that can fill the need. Um, they're not going to obviously be the next AD, but I think it doesn't it doesn't automatically give the Heat like that much greater of a chance because LeBron's on the other side of the ball. I think a lot just comes down to if there's a possibility that Drogic can come back, that's going to be game changing. I'm going to give a strong disagree there. I, strong disagree because a you talk about LeBron. What else? What more can LeBron give besides 47 and 13 with great defense, six for nine from the three point line, which I don't think we've talked about today. Like God, LeBron hits six for nine from three you think they win that game 71 percent from the field so it's not like he was shooting in high volume decent performances from the bench besides some like turds from kuzma and markeith you take away ad and they lose this game really handily so you can say you have lebron on this side of the ball but you know he's already hitting his peak with ad out there playing decent ball so you take him off it's a different story a and b you keep talking about this front court depth I'm wondering, do they have someone that I don't know about? Because Dwight is terrible, terrible, terrible attitude, dumb plays. I think he's a negative every time he's on the court. Um, Marquis Morris, uh, he's been better than I expected, but last night he he was who I thought he was uh, when this series kicked off. Uh, Kuzma, I hate to keep uh, I I hate to keep hating on him because he's a second round or a late round pick or not late round, but he's a later pick. And typically I root for those guys, but I just don't like Kuzma in general and think he's garbage. Uh, JaVale McGee. Okay. <laughs> you know, probably worse than Dwight. So who who's the depth here that, that you're referring to Don? Well, it's definitely McGee and Howard. Oof. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think, again, I think, they're, I not think a, hate, they're not I think, a D. Yeah. Your hate on Dwight's a little, a little, uh, a little ridiculous, I think. I think that's uh, 
Dwight's been fine. He's rebounds the ball well. He played great in game he one. He gets dumb fouls. He really thinks good. he's playing head games that he's not mentally strong enough to play, and he's he's ter- he's losing head games because he's trying to start what he can't finish, and it it's ba- it backfired a little bit against Jokic. There's a reason he's not getting a lot of minutes. The reason he's not getting a lot of minutes is because AD is better when he's the five. Yeah, agreed. And, and he that. and he 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 got a lot of minutes in game one, and he played really well, and he rebounded well, and I, I think he's effective when he's out there, and I think he's a solid defender, and I think he does annoy Bam, and he does annoy uh, Jimmy Butler, and annoys I think me. The worst case scenario, he like roughs people up, gives he bruises them, maybe wears them down for the fourth quarter. Do I think he makes a huge impact if he's playing thirty minutes a game? No, he probably fouls out, almost certainly fouls out, but um. Back to the the AD comment, right? Losing AD is an absolute game changer. Even if you you lose fifty percent of AD and you bring up Dragic, and I don't think Dragic is a huge game changer if he comes back on this series. I think losing AD significantly, significantly increases the Heat's chances of being able to come back over if just Dragic comes back. I think if you're a Heat fan and your option was Dragic coming back or Anthony Davis not coming back. Every single one of them in the world says AD not coming easily. Back. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I have again, I agree with that. All I'm saying is that it doesn't automatically give the Heat the W if AD doesn't come back. That's that's what I'm saying. They would need some really big performances from from guys that you you'd hate to rely on. I think or LeBron could drop like six. That's what I'm saying is that you can't just like I understand that their odds increase, but I'm just saying you cannot give them the full W if AD doesn't come back because they have guys who can rebound and play defense, whether it's Howard or McGee, and they have those shooters. If they get hot, I mean, I hate the Lakers and I hate their shooters, but LeBron can go for 60-65, and they can get... I'm not counting them out. I, mean, I, I can see I, LeBron not, going for 60 in a loss if AD, if AD goes down. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not counting them out. If, I'm just saying that it's a significant loss, and it... Agreed. And it potentially makes the heat the favorites if 80s if they're like yeah he's not playing in game six and seven but you can't count out any team that has lebron on it and i i also think it's a little funny that we're talking about all these shooters on the lakers team when i think in previous episodes we've all we've done is shit on how bad everyone outside of ad and lebron is they are are, i'm not talking about any shooters on the lakers no i again the shooters on the lakers suck but they can make buckets from time to time. I mean, we've seen that happen. KCP, we've seen KCP pulling 20 points out of nowhere. We've seen Kuzma hit threes. Like, I'm saying things happen in sports that aren't able to be applied to, to logic and reason, and that also stands with the Lakers shooting can get hot one night, and if they get hot and LeBron goes for 60, they could win. Like, it's it's not far out of the realm of possibility. I hate their I hate their lineup. I hate their shooters. I hate the Lakers in general. But do they have a chance if AD goes down? Yeah, they still do. I mean, that's just the fact of it. But what is? But I want to talk about what this will mean to LeBron's legacy when and if he does lose. Yeah, let's talk about both. I think that's really interesting. I think I think if he if he blows a three one lead to a hobbled fifth seed in the East, we're done. At least you know non casual basketball fans are done with the goat comparisons. Right? That's over. That's closed. We're not having that discussion ever again. And anyone who brings it up just hasn't been paying attention because right now I think he's solidly number two with everything, with his whole body of work and the consistency and the long peak that Zach Lowe was talking about. But, you know, there can still be negatives, right? If, if he loses the series after being up three to one against Jimmy Butler straight up, basically is how he would lose. I honestly think at that point, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is solidified ahead of him because that's just such a choke job if that actually happens. I don't really think it will, but if it does, you just kind of have to reevaluate everything. You know, LeBron's lost in the finals. A lot of us know that's because he's had inferior teams around him or because he was young, Um, you know, a lot of different reasons. But if he loses this one in his prime with a really, you know, a really good number two after being up three to one, against the hobble team i think we got to close the book on on his potential as number one unless he wants to come back and win three in a row before he turns 40 i mean i agree i don't think it's gonna happen but i agree it runs three and six in the finals i think if you'd look at it from a talent perspective when you when 
on LeBron teams where the where he's had the superior talent, he's probably two and two, uh, which is not great either. But all of his other teams, I would say he's uh, had the inferior talent where he only won one of those. And that was the one being in Cleveland. If he loses this, I agree. The conversation's over. If he wins it, I don't think it changes anything. I don't think anything changes. I think it's pretty solidified as top three, probably even top two in my mind. He's number two. But I think if he wins this, literally nothing changes. Yeah, I think if he wins this, it's the same story of Jordan higher peak better player at the top of his game more clutch obviously um lebron can still have his fans argue the the longevity the consistency of always being in the finals walking his way to the finals against east teams that are garbage yeah yeah right exactly so and also losing um a lot of games that that one game against the mavs in the finals where he had what was it eight points so it's interesting that you bring up the Mavs because one of the things that I was thinking about when you were talking about Jimmy Butler is how I think that if he ends up winning this series, right, not only are we talking about right LeBron's legacy if they blow this, but Jimmy Butler's legacy if they win this. I, I actually think that Jimmy Butler gets into the conversation of those guys that did end up winning a title, that did put some a team on their back, and maybe they only got one. I think Jimmy Butler's legacy gets compared to folks like Dirk's. And I think this title run is very similar to the Mavs run if they end up winning this. I love I, I love to hear that. I, I love Dirk. And I think I think rightfully so he would get that nod. It'd be really it'll be really interesting to see if they're able to to come back from this deficit and win where he does end up all time rankings and in, in, in the eyes of the casual viewer and then like the cons- consensus along the NBA. But I definitely agree. He's going to be up there um, carrying the team to that victory. It's exciting. I mean, it's exciting to hear they still have two games to beat LeBron and AD, but, but yeah, I completely agree with that. I'm, I'm not ready to put Jimmy, even if Jimmy comes back from this against LeBron, Obviously, that's incredible. That's going to change the trajectory of his legacy. He's 30 years old. There's plenty of time for him to make some noise. I'm not even putting him close to Dirk, though. I think Dirk had higher peaks and a longer body of work, more consistency. I think Dirk going up against that Heat squad was a lot tougher than Jimmy uh, going up against this Lakers squad, in in my opinion. That could be an interesting debate. But, you know, Dirk has way more accolades He's got, you know, just looking purely at the numbers, um, I, I think he's stronger from that perspective as well. A ring changes as... Dirk's got one too, though. And I know, Dirk's, that's what I'm Dirk's saying. been to the they'll finals both, twice, would, too. And he was arguably the favorite both have um, one. when he went up and lost against Wade. They lost. Yeah, which, like, broke him. But then he bounced back and got a ring, too. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if, if Jimmy wins it, it, it puts him it puts him it's, in a different a totally different conversation than where he is right now but i don't think i, I still i need to see more from him in the next couple of years before i put him with their i think he's in that tier i think he's in that tier they both have one ring they both carried their team to a championship is dirk been more consistent probably i also think from a legacy perspective it always helps guys when they played for the same team their entire career so dirk's got that i guess in his favor too but Man, if Jimmy Butler puts this team on his back, I just can't help but think that how similar it is to that Mavs run and how they'll both have that one ring and how they'll both be in that same The, the big point I'll give Jimmy there over Dirk is I think what Jimmy has that Dirk doesn't is, for the most part, Jimmy can guard the best player on the other team regardless of who it is, I think. And I think Dirk, you know, Dirk couldn't step up against faster smaller guys i don't think dirt could guard lebron um so jimmy's taking that on as well and i think that's that's a point for jimmy yeah i mean it sort of feels ridiculous to compare jimmy butler to dirk like if we were doing this a month ago but if jimmy butler wins this i think it's fair i'm not saying i would put him over him but i think it's i think it's a fair tier comparison yeah so so we talked about lebron's legacy if they won and lost we talked about Jimmy's like legacy if he won because I think if he loses you know he's he's pretty much where he always was which is like Jimmy has improved his yeah, legacy no, regardless that, that's of true yeah I, I right agree with that but it's it's not we're not talking Dirk so what about a- AD 
assuming the the Lakers do win, because again, if they choke this, then I don't think he's doing anything for his legacy. But if they win, he gets his first ring. How how old is Anthony Davis? I should know this. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. You know, he's entering his prime on a great team with LeBron, who's chasing rings. So he he could definitely get a couple more. He already has the the amazing stats, and he's had those for a while. What what are we talking about with AD? Is it too early to kind of put him in a group? I think, hot take, I think win or lose, this will be better for Jimmy Butler's legacy than if AD wins. I agree. I don't think that's a hot take at all. I think LeBron's getting MVP of this finals regardless of whether the Lakers, if the Lakers win, LeBron's getting it. I don't care if AD drops 60 the next two games. LeBron's How good it. is AD? He's, he's fucking he's amazing, but he's soft. Soft. I don't, I don't think he's that soft either. I, I think that's unfair, but I don't, I don't think his life. So I, I would compare, but not at the same level. I would compare his championships with LeBron from a legacy perspective to the two championships that KD has with the Warriors. Everybody thinks that, yeah, KD got his rings, but whatever. What has he proven to me? I think it's going to be similar to AD. AD will be like, yeah, he got his rings, but he was playing with LeBron. Until he wins one without LeBron, I don't think he's ever going to be considered like one of the Yeah, I, I totally agree. And and speaking of that, so Dan, you were saying, you know, if AD goes down, the Heat aren't out of it because LeBron can always put a team on his back. If LeBron goes down... Like, am I even going to watch these games? It's wraps. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> because AD is like the leader with no support around him. Like, no, I mean, you know, we saw that in New Orleans for years and no one is afraid to play New Orleans with AD on them. Rondo and AD, it'll be a bit like, the, like that Pelican exactly. squad again. And what, what was their peak? Western Conference final, semifinals. Really? Yeah, they swept the Blazers in the first round a couple years back. Damn. All right. <laughs> Back check it. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll just cut, I'll cut all that out. I'll I'll edit my whole rant there out. <laughs> no, but I think uh, I don't know. I think AD's really good. I just I wonder. You put AD on the Heat. Do they? Do the Heat have any chance of winning? Wait, wait. Yeah. What? If, if you, sorry. If you, if you were to switch AD and JB. Right, switch their players. Or even alone, like, do you think... I want JB. Do you think AD on the Heat roster without JB, like, take off JB, do you think they even have a chance of winning a finals with that squad that they have? I think they lose to, like, the Celtics. Right, that's what... Yeah, so it's it's just interesting to think about how much of an impact... This is, I think that, for me, as an NBA fan, has been the biggest mystery in regards to AD is how impactful is he is at Endgame because he, we all know he's a great player. He's amazing. His stat lines are unreal. Like he, he makes it a tremendous difference. But when it's all said and done, how much does he push the needle towards a team winning a championship? Yeah. And that's what I don't. That's what I don't know. It's it's hard to to calculate. And I've said this before because, I mean, he's an elite defender. I think, you know, you're talking Kawhi, Giannis, and AD. I'm guessing is the three best defenders in the NBA. So, you know, don't want to take that away from him. He's proven that he can really bring his offensive game to the next level. Something we haven't talked about that I remember thinking of last night, I don't think he's missed a free throw in the finals, which is which is epic, especially for a big man that plays defense like that. But I still, 23, 23 for 23, 23. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. And all that being said, though, and I've said this before, I don't think he's a leader. I don't think he'll ever be a leader. I don't think he just, I just don't think he has that in his DNA. And I don't think he's mentally tough. I don't think he could ever do anything really meaningful when it comes to like competing for a championship as the number one guy. I think he's just like super, super talented on both ends of the floor. But I think he needs like the LeBron or the Jimmy Butler or someone who's like, this is my game and you are an incredible tool for me to use. But at the end of the day, like it's my team, not yours. And I don't, I don't think AD will ever be that guy where it's like, this is my team. And also wintering. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, see, nah, I, I agree I with know. that. I just that's where I don't know. I don't know where he stands because of his career. And, and when I compare him to other superstars and how valuable they are to their teams, I know he has value. I know he has tremendous value. But again, like, how much does he push that needle? 
in clutch time when it really like he he can't be that number one guy and then if he if he is the number one guy the number two has to be like right behind him right like it has to be someone right there but even then i just don't know if he if he has that quality and that's like the superstar quality that everyone has seen in jimmy butler and lebron and that's why people get excited about jason tatum because he has that superstar quality and you you see it you know you know it when you see it and there's always flashes of it and i feel like ad he's never i hate to compare him to this person but from a legacy standpoint demarcus cousins was someone who was always really dominant on their team, high performance stat line, and, and AD is a completely different player in the way in their style. But if you think about how well they did for their respective teams, Cousins for the Kings, AD for the Pelicans, they got traded. Obviously, we saw Demarcus Cousins go down with an injury. But in regards to how much impact they played with with wins, how much wins can how many wins can they bring to a team, and when it, when it's all said and done, can they bring a championship to that team? They remind me of the same player in that I would never want them as my number one, and they're never going to be a leader on a team. And so when again I look at, I just like to think about five, ten years down the road when we're comparing all these players and we're looking at their legacies and where do they rank? I put Jimmy Butler. I mean, I don't even know if I don't know how far AD can climb. But dude, did you just compare AD? Yeah, legacy before Ryan discussed no, the, ty- the, the type of play- no, 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 not not the legacy, just the type of player that they are. So I, I before Ryan, I think Ryan's about to go off on on disagreeing. But before he does, I just want to say I see where your head's at, Don, and I agree. Um, I think they're totally different types of players. I think Cousins is way more of a head case and way more of a negative, and I think AD is way more talented and you know way much higher basketball I, IQ and pretty much better across the board to be honest. But I see what you're saying and like can they be the guy can they be the leader um or are they always just going to fill up the box score without any support and honestly they played together too and they were both filling up the box score but was it translating to winning basketball i don't know go ahead ron why even bring up demarcus cousins like you guys both are just saying 80 is way better he's a much better player in every aspect but they're both not leaders so and like they, bo- okay, they both they both out the box yeah, if you're leader. staring at its stats they're, they're they both so seem way better than they like, are 80 is infinitely better than demarcus Cousins. like literally better at every aspect of the game than, than demarcus cousins like, like, i don't even like, know why we maybe would be, post like, offense we're, we're, we're talking about comparing comparing legacies and we brought somehow bring up to Marcus Cousins. Did you like, lose the, just, the, the point of the conversation was I'm saying in the legacy of AD, he doesn't have that superstar spark. He has great stat lines. He's a great player. AD is absolutely a superstar. I think he's a, he's from a basketball talent perspective. He's an absolute unicorn superstar. But again, it goes back to that, that X factor that he like is there's a huge gap there i think like between someone like him and a lebron or a jimmy butler or a dame or even like even like a i don't know even a kimba maybe like what the, the leadership aspect the mental toughness i i just don't see it okay it's like that's fine just if say he's not really a leader that's fine but like he is a superstar that can still deliver and still be the best player on a championship easily like if you put chris paul on the lakers that's what i'm saying though ad that's what i'm saying though he needs that he needs that chris paul okay that's fine he he needs a leader right he needs a leader and he needs somebody like that but let's not like knock the guy and compare him to. i DeMarcus think you're hating on demarcus a little bit leader. too much here now nah, demarcus, demarcus is that demarcus is i'm not hating DeMarcus. okay demarcus is a head case but when you look at the numbers he produced demarcus had some I don't give a flying fuck about Demarcus Cousins. You, you're biased. You're biased. AD yeah. is infinitely yeah, better that's than Demarcus. No, I agree. He's not infinitely better. I agree. Infinitely better. You lost me, Don. You lost me. When was the last time Demarcus Cousins? That, that doesn't that? matter. I'm not talking about present day. Obviously, I'm talking about in the peaks of their careers. I don't. I don't. No, I don't so, like, where AD is missing, where AD is missing that leadership and that mental toughness, like. DeMarcus Cousins, in addition to the obvious skills gap in every aspect, as Ryan said, DeMarcus kind of takes it the other way, where it's not that he's not adding leadership and mental toughness, it's that he's, like, legit taking away from the game with his 
his like antics and his dumb decisions and you know he's kind of taking it in the opposite direction where it's like dude what the fuck are you doing where ad doesn't necessarily have that he just doesn't have the the x factor so i i de- i <laughs> i started agreeing with you don but now i'm back on carol's side that's fun people have a recency bias when it comes to that and i'm not and i'm and no universe am i saying that ad is not a better player ad is a better player infinitely better I don't know how much peak cousins and peak AD pushed the needle to winning a championship. 80s about to win. one. Why? Why is he about to win one? Caruso? Because, (laughs) because he's a fantastic player playing with one of the best players of all time. If you have cousins on this team, instead of AD, do the Lakers win at all? I don't know. No, (laughs) no, that's really interesting. And I say no, No. I don't, uh, not not today's cousins, but if you go back to Pete King's cousins, I don't know. The stats are the exact same. He's just not as good as blocking. Pete King's cousins. Look at the stats. Pull up the stats. Man, what a, what stats. a legacy. There's a lot of people that put up good stats on really shitty teams. Yeah, but the management of the Kings was more the ideal. And, and again, cousins is a head case. I'm just saying. Cousins couldn't even win a championship on the Warriors <laughs> team. Okay, that was a little different. but uh, Yeah, it was different, but. No, at the end of the day, I, 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 I'm not ever going to say AD is better than, or is not, I'm not ever going to say Cousins is better than AD, but what I'm trying to say is that they're very similar into how much they push the needle to win a championship. And it's ridiculous for you actually to say that it's not even close. It, AD, AD, it's not, where has AD it's proven not. himself to be uh, someone we, who can, can win a championship? <laughs> can we be done with this? It's, it's absolutely not ridiculous for me to say that. In fact, I think what you're saying is just, Ready? Absolutely Ready absurd. On <laughs> October tenth, two thousand twenty. Oh my god! October. Put this, talking about put this. this. Put this fact down. AD will never win another championship if he wins this year. Okay. Even if that ends up being true, it doesn't change the fact that you're comparing Anthony Davis to Demarcus. Yeah, and it's not that right absurd. Now. Oh, can we can we table this? <laughs> well, we'll have to. To hear some feedback from our granny fannies. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I think with my point being... Our inbox. Is about, <laughs> yeah. We have... The so emails are coming right in. Now. Yeah. So um, much hot sauce. Any, but anyway, I'm, I'm really excited to, to see what happens in this next game. I want to know, I'm, A, who, who do you guys think is going gonna, is gonna to win? And B, if it is the Heat... What what percentage chance are you giving them to win Game Seven? I'm gonna give a prediction if Dragic comes back and a prediction if Dragic does not come back. My prediction if Dragic comes back is, or if he doesn't come back rather, is that the Lakers win. My prediction if Dragic does come back is that the Lakers also win because I think Dragic coming back is. Not I also that big think that you're not gonna get Dragic. You're gonna get a very hurt Dragic who's like battling through very high levels of pain. Possibly. Even if he was 100%, I stand by myself. That's so, that's so ridiculous. All right, you're up, Don. That's more ridiculous than Cousins and AD. Oh my God. I swear. Okay. So for me, it depends on if, if AD plays, right? Like we talk about if Dragic comes back, if he doesn't, that's ridiculous. First of all, if, if Dragic doesn't come back again, it just depends on it on an, if AD plays. I, I assume yeah. that AD. I You're assume that AD playing. is playing. Anyway. Okay, so let's say he plays. Drogic doesn't come back. Jimmy Butler has to go for 50-60. The the physical tear that he just took upon himself yesterday's game. That's definitely going to play an impact. I think it sucks because I want I've I've wanted the Heat to win pretty much since the beginning in regards to their talent level and just again the spark that they bring to the NBA as the underdog. Realistically, if AD's not hurting and LeBron is full for full effect i think i think lakers win next game i i disagree with ryan and that i think Drogic makes a hell of a difference the dude was shooting 50 40 for most of the playoffs i think he he was averaging close to 20 points those are points needed again he, he runs the ball and he runs most of that offense outside of jimmy butler so i disagree with that but yeah i don't I don't see the heat winning the next game if lebron and ad are healthy and it like good point to you delco um, or if it was Ryan who said it, that even if Drogic comes back, 
he's not going to be 100%, and he actually could be a bigger limitation on that offense and defensively a liability, especially when they have some nice guards who can step up and at least bring energy like Kendrick Noon, um, who's, who's done who's done well for what's been asked of him in the playoffs. So That was me. Don't, don't you dare give Ryan credit for anything I say. Sorry. So th- this is a really tough one, the, game, yeah. the next game, because I'm looking at both sides and it just feels like when you're looking at LeBron and Jimmy Butler, they gave their all and they did about as much as you could possibly ask two players to do. And you, you wonder if, if that can you know be replicated in back-to-back games two days apart from each other. But you're also seeing like, you, you know, the, the benches uh, not stepping up. So, bam. We actually haven't talked talked about that. Bam just looked not himself, right? Like, he, he was fine. It's good to have him out there. It, it, he definitely played really well on defense. But on offense, he looked timid. He was dropping passes. He was... He was throwing bad passes. He wasn't finishing strong at the rim. Is he hurt? Is he not ready for the moment? Or is he going to come back strong game six and be his old self? I don't know. On the Lakers side, you got nothing outside of AD and LeBron. I mean, KCP was okay, but he was shooting 40% from the field, taking a decent amount of shots. You know, Danny Green wasn't hitting shots he needs to hit. You know, Caruso didn't shoot much but he wasn't hitting much either kuzma was was late throwing up bricks per usual uh rondo had good <laughs> rondo had a lot of impact but he wasn't making any shots markeith was garbage so does the lakers bench step up does does bam and the heat bench step up do lebron or or butler maybe take a half step down because Butler, we're not. He's been amazing, but can he sustain it over and over and over? LeBron, he's getting up there in age. Can his legs handle the load that he took in this game? I just, I have no idea what to expect. Lots of thoughts. <laughs> What's your prediction, <laughs> dude? What do you think? Uh, should I roll down the entire roster of both teams also before I make? Should one? I go back through it just to be sure? Go back and backwards. <laughs> I'm so torn. I think uh, it's I, tough. It is tough. I I feel like a lot went well for the Heat, so I'm gonna have to say the Lakers take it. If Heat win it and it goes to seven, God, I oh. hope that happens, man. Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm excited. We got another game. Um, I think the Lakers take it, and I hope it's half as good as the game we saw last night one thing it's kind of out of nowhere but i wanted to bring it up and i didn't get a good chance to say it i think both teams were perfect from the line in the fourth quarter and in a game like that where they're like battling back and forth and there's amazing plays on both ends it's awesome to look at the free throw line and and not have that what if and be like when we got to the line we made the most of it and that just made it that much better of a game that there weren't really too many missed opportunities um, at the free throw line. Maybe there was a miss or two, but I, I thought they were uh, perfect there for a while in the fourth. Yeah, I mean, it was an excellent game, no doubt. So you're taking Lakers. I'm taking realistically. I think I'm, I'm taking the Lakers, unless unless AD doesn't play. And then Ryan sounded like you're also taking Lakers. Should I go through the roster one more time? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm taking the Lakers. There's a lot of um, question marks heading into game six, you know, with injuries and stuff. But yeah, I'll, I'm taking the Lakers. I, I'm the only one that took the Lakers that before the series started. I still think they're going to win. But um, you better know I'm pulling for the Heat. Agreed. Back. Hell yeah. All right. Take us home, Ryan. Are you going to gonna <laughs> throw, you in, <laughs> throw in another <laughs> fake email for us? Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, this episode has lasted honestly much longer than we anticipated or maybe even that we had liked, but a lot of good conversation there. Uh, looking forward to, to game six. I hope we get something similar to game five. Uh, we'll be back after game six. Thanks for listening. This is Granny Shot. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter at GrannyMBA or email us at GrannyShotMBA at gmail.com. Those are both actual twitter handles and emails this time so good job ryan you should email us just to make sure send nudes
<laughs> Granny shot out. Don't stop recording. Just whenever Ryan gets a good start, that's when I'll start okay. to edit. Okay. You just let me know, Ryan. Hey. <laughs> just be like, hey, everyone. Welcome to Granny Shot. Ryan Dan Delco. You want me to be the host today, bro? How's it going? You feeling, feeling fishy? Do we want the host to have his nostrils plugged? Hey, this is Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, you need to bring it. So much pressure. It's literally none. It's so much. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Like... I have high expectations of myself. I have none for you. That's that's more than normal. <laughs> we just spent 20 cents on recording. Ryan's paying for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's we're waiting for the wind to die down or something. <laughs> just got to just got to jump in it. Get past the intro. And we're good. It's like watching that one kid, like, at the ropes, like, Thunderbird camp, who's afraid to get on, like, (laughs) the super safe rope thing. You're like, come on, man. It's going to be fine. (laughs) You got it. You got to do it. And then once he's doing it, he's going to be like, yeah, this isn't so bad. Doing it. I'm on the ropes. And then he'll die. (laughs) 